0: but All right. Welcome, podcast listeners. It's Tuesday morning, about 8.30 in the morning. And uh, you're listening to Buddy's Owner. That's me, Buddy's Owner. Arizona Schnoodle Walks. Get a little flavor of the Arizona here. And we're I'm walking to the gate. The sun is shining in my face. And we've got to put the leash, the harness. Yeah, because we take good care of Bud. Bud doesn't get a leash. The traditional leash, leash around the neck? No. No, the harness goes over his two front paws so that when he pulls on the leash, it doesn't impact his neck. And we started that when it was about a year old because we think we've had some back issues. So little tidbit. I know I don't spend a lot of time talking about dog care, right? Which you think would be the, the theme of this podcast, but I'm so deceptive in my messaging. My messaging isn't clear. So you find Buddy's Owners, Arizona Schnoodle Walks, and you think it might be a dog podcast, but no, this is not a dog podcast. This is something much more significant. It's about you, the hero. You are the hero of your life. Of your life, yes. Hero. I'm just a guide to the guide. So thanks for listening. I am a guide to the guide, meaning I'm the guide is the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes, it is. It is He, the Holy Spirit, is your guide. So you won't hear about that in many other podcasts, will you? <laughs> <laughs> with the laughter and joy and love. So, yeah, I still don't have a job offer, but I'm just, I'm just having this feeling it's coming. And I got another interview coming up today. So you got to keep the funnel full, man, for all you sales people out there, you sales and marketing types. The sales and marketing types, keep the funnel full, get more opportunities. So I've got LinkedIn, so we're global, man. My brand is global. And uh, yeah, so I'm still working on my brand. I don't, I mean, my my authentic brand is like sarcasm, but that's not really good to put on LinkedIn. Um, But, you know, it's humorous, entertaining to be. (laughs) So this is that compartmentalizing of life, right? Need a job you know the way the system works is uh, the system that we currently live in is go get a job get paid get health insurance get compact displays and do it you yourself I'm thinking of train spotting the movie now talk about stream of consciousness choose life I chose something else I, I chose not to choose life I chose something else train spotting good movie if you haven't seen it but you can probably get as more wisdom in a 30-minute podcast that I present to you today than in two hours of the movie. So there you go. So please stick with the podcast because here you get it all in 30 to 50 minutes, depending on how much walk and Bud does. And you can play it at 2X. You really can't watch spotting at 2X. So there you go. I did plug it. I get no royalties for that. I got no affiliate program for... Promoting um, train spotting, but interesting movie. Not sure why. <laughs> it might be just that intro song. Choose life. I chose not to choose life. I chose something else. So there you go. A little bit of could be seen as disrespectful to the scriptures and Judaism, or if you want to attribute the positive things to it, remember our attribution biases, you can choose to think of that as a cynical comment. Or you could say like, well, I wonder if he's just like responding to a Scottish preacher who pissed him off and just stood up in front of him in a robe and reminded the young lad that he should choose life. Meaning, you know, implied meaning like, Come come put on the robe and light a candle. (laughs) So if that's what if that's what the organized religion message is, choosing life is to be like them. Like maybe that's the wrong message. But choosing life is to get outside. How did I get here in Arizona? This is a freak of nature, folks. Arizona. It's too hot here, but now it's not. It's beautiful right now. But there's like four months, three to four months where it's like, ah, oh, it's it's hibernation. It's air AC, air conditioning everywhere. In the car, in the home, in the store, everywhere. Air conditioning. And then you get outside and nature. Nature, man. So yeah, none of us would be here in Arizona. <laughs> If, if it wasn't for technology. Well, we get wonderful sunshine. Hey, another beautiful morning to walk Bud. And there's like 300 of them at least a year, 365 days. Two months are tough, at least two months tough. But um, yeah, so Bud's more dog care information. We uh, I gave Bud his weekly, he gets a, a weekly bath. We brushed his teeth yesterday, once a week. He's pretty happy and cheerful, but his eyes, he's got this, uh, he's so hairy and the hair builds up. Right, He's got a hairy face and a beard. So like his tear ducts, he tears out some stuff and it gets stuck in his face, builds up. So usually it comes off when we wash it in the shower. Well, we, I should say, I am not Mr. Dog Washer. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know what I was going to call this podcast. I'm having fun. Well, this lady's got a handful. Morning. Come on, bud. Look, 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 look. Come on, bud. She doesn't look like a dog owner that wants to have the dogs say hello. So I'm not going to get in her space. I'm not going to get in her space. But I sent some love out to Carrie Phipps. Carrie Phipps down in Dubbo. (laughs) She's traveling in Singapore and Bali. I think Bali's near there. So I'm in Arizona, and I, I just saw a Facebook post, and I thought, Man, dead fifth. She's like, she is like an infectious person of empathetic love wherever she goes because she talks to strangers. And I don't know, it's like, it's like, I'm so glad she's again in Dubbo. It's like these, these, uh, these internet, internet, uh, rela- relationships. They're like better than real ones because, you know, because, like, I I just, I'm like thinking about Carrie and I'm like, I spent like, 24 hours maybe in her presence so to speak right and it's like she's like up energetic up all the time which i can only explain that as being the power of the holy spirit i would say she's like a an example of that to me but i just like in like my mind we're just used to people like having downtime and we all have our moments where we're down and they're you know it's like a bummer man you're down you're emotionally down man and so you're not always up, but she's like, seems to like be up all the time, you know? Super positive. So I have to give her credit for that, man. Infectious. But like, we, I think we all have to have our moments of downtime, don't we? I don't know. And, and I mean, I guess it would be nice if we would able to control that stuff, like control our emotional downtime. But I don't, I'm not going to, maybe I shouldn't think about it too much. <laughs> Who, Me? Think about something too much, oh my. So um, I I came up, so the German friend of mine sent me this Noam Chomsky hour-long video, and I alluded to it, I I spent about, it's an hour, 10 minutes, I spent about the first 10 minutes watching. But it took, of course, watching 10 minutes of that took me about 20, because he would make some kind of stupid ass statement, and then I would have to like comment, and I wanted to make notes. And uh, he's just a chump, Noam Chomsky. Actually, I, I'm calling him Chump Chomsky now. Chump, Chump Chomsky, widely regarded influential intellectual of our time. So, of course, I'm—I don't think much of his opinions. So, yeah, he's influencing me. He's pissing the hell out of me. <laughs> if you call—if you want to call that influential, yeah. He the fuck pisses the shit out of me, man. He's so fucking into his his intellectual ideas are really influencing the hell out of me. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Noam Chomsky. Anyway, so yeah, he he passed through. They did a nice video slanting all the subjects, sl- slanting all the information. One example is Adam Smith. Well, Adam Smith talked about this. Look what Adam Smith wrote, Adam Smith. Oh, Adam Smith. Oh yeah, we all agree with Adam Smith, 1776, right? So a good old gnome like just, you know, starts quoting Adam Smith. And yet like, hey guys, let's use our brain, you know? So he has principle number one, reduce democracy. That's his principle number one in the video, reduce democracy. Well, you know what? Who says that's principle number one? I say principle number one is think for yourself, okay? <laughs> that's, that's, that's principle number one, think for yourself. Do not let Noam Chomsky influence you by principle number one, reduce democracy. And so he's setting up a framework of rich people who just want to keep everybody down and, you know, and, and damage everybody else. I like he, I forgot what the word is. I'm saying damage, but he's like, oh, rich people, they, they want to like, you know, look out for themselves and to hell with the poor people, right? But it's like, he just totally misses another way of looking at things. So I just go, okay, okay, pal. Hey, no, let's see your, your principles. How do they stack up? with some other factoids that I want to present. Let me present to you a one Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, okay? Hey, no, the dude grew up with nothing in the Bronx. poor. he created Starbucks, billionaire. Oh, well, no one would say like, well, now forget Howard Schultz's beginning and forget that Howard would say, hey, man, I did it. Why won't you? You can go do something. Go do something, Gnome. Go do it. Well, Gnome is doing it. Gnome made his brand was the bitch. <laughs> so I, I, I observe his brand, and I, he wouldn't call his brand. His brand is influential, intellectual, right? That's what he, his self-declared brand. Well, I observe his brand. I guess maybe this is it. So your brand can be perceived by others differently. So okay. I, ber- I perceive... Noam Chomsky's brand as, as whiny-ass bitch. <laughs> so, but, you know, ironically, in his cognitive dissonance that he has, he probably had a nice life bitching, you know? It's that the freedom of democracy. It's increased. We have huge democracy here. Noam can bitch and whine and make millions. It's great. He can, even, he can even bitch and whine about the system that's making him wealthy. Oh, isn't that ironic? Oh, no. What a fucking dick. Excuse my language. But, th- but this is it. Like, the people that love to listen to Gnome, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's not fair. Howard Schultz made Starbucks. Oh, that's not fair. Oh, wait. When I'm in America, I'm gonna, you know, this is the German dude now. Because they don't really have Starbucks over in Germany. They have a few. Of course, he's probably too good for Starbucks, you know, but then when he comes to visit his sister in Florida, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I want to get a good cup of coffee. I can't get this shit that I'm drinking here. So I'm going to go to Starbucks, get a reasonably good cup of coffee. So, yeah, cognitive dissonance, cognitive biases. We're all full of them. Yeah, just like Adam Schiff. It's full of Schiff. I love that expression. Adam Schiff full of shift. So I'm a bit out of a manic role, I guess, up positive. On it. And I really I don't want to go down from manic up. Who does? You know? So uh, this interview I've got coming up, it's a recruiter in the UK. And I have no idea what the job's about. So this is like our first call. So it should be fun. You know, what is it? It's a mystery. It's like a box of chocolates. The UK guy is going to call me with a box of chocolates. And I won't know what it is until we open it up. Now, we had this thing called the time zone change. So the, the meeting is scheduled for 10 a.m. And I'm a little bit suspicious that, well, maybe with time zone changes, the guy might think it's 9 or 11. So I have to be ready and prepared for a call at 9. And a little bit of a dilemma is, looking at the clock, that could be 20 minutes from now. And I really could be out walking Bud and getting this call for an interview. I could be in the middle of a podcast and the phone's going to ring and I'll just have to drop this podcast and take the call from the UK.
1: Yes, this is, uh, you know, somebody from the UK. Here's Michael, let me talk to Michael Wood. Yes, yes, Michael. Well, you know, we've had a, a the management team is very interested in your, your uh, LinkedIn uh, uh, profile experience and resume. Your CV, you know, as we call it in England, the CV, the curriculum vitae. Yes, the curriculum vitae, yes, CV.
0: <laughs> so 2019 welcome to 2019 and the day of cynicism this is definitely a good day of era of cynicism and I, I prefer the career pro outline what are your skills and strengths what's the future look like you know let's look at the future look at the future choose life as they say All Right, right bud So, um, yeah, so this, back to Noam Chomsky and the Requiem for the American Dream. So we always love this American Dream framework, right? Another guy really pissed me off with the American Dream framework and his book, Radical, which I won't really, it's kind of was my inspiration for my own book, but I'm backing off from The original, one of my early titles was Real Radical. Real Radical, because I was kind of ticked about this great commission. So, moved on, looking for transformation. Deliver some transformation, people. Walk in the spirit. That's where it's at. Great relationship, not great commission. So, we have a god, who Noam Chomsky seems to ignore, but that's okay. He's not ignoring him anymore. <laughs> He's, dead. He's dead now. So good luck to you, Gnome. I hope you're looking down and laughing your butt off now. It's like, well, gee, I really fucked up my time on Earth. I was spreading a bunch of bullshit for years. Oh, well. I'm in heaven now. It's much better up here. I wish I knew that then. <laughs> Is that right, Gnome? Hello, Gnome. Gnome. Yeah, yeah, never before has so much bullshit been spread. And that comes from a guy that's been told,
1: I've never heard so much
0: bullshit in all my life. Anyway, so, don't get confused by the humor. This is not bullshit, this is serious stuff. Serious stuff. And uh, a bit wacky, yes, okay, a bit wacky. It's not ready for time. And uh, if I had a public speaking coach, i would say, no, you can't do that
1: because you're confusing the audience. You're so, you fucking confusing the audience, man,
0: with your, like, schnark. Well, you know, I'm like a fine wine, you know? It takes a sophisticated palate to understand and to consume my wisdom, right? (laughs) That sounded pretty good. So yeah, the Requiem for the American Dream And then I was thinking I got it, you know, there's a gem coming folks. I'll I'll give you a warning. Here comes a gem. So I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, why? So a German dude sends me a YouTube clip of a dude like that's dead. That's like the most influential intellectual of our time. Pisses me off, but I'm sitting in my backyard in the sunshine in Arizona waiting. My dog's waiting to go for a walk. And I'm like, commenting and thinking philosophically, like, dude, you realize YouTube, what are you you against YouTube now? Google? Apple? What? No. What the hell? None of this shit would be developed if you had your way. If you had 300 million people voting, like, take Steve Jobs' money, take Schultz's money, take it all fucking away, tax the fuck out of them, you know? Do you think we're going to get anything developed, any innovation? Do you think we're gonna go back to the moon with Blue Moon and Jeff Bezos? Do you think we're gonna have Amazon where we can just go, hey, I want to read Noam Chomsky's book. Oh, delivered, boom. 24 hours later, I'm reading Noam Chomsky's book. Whoa! Wait, wait, wait. Noam, that won't happen with your fucking worldview. Sorry, Noam, cognitive dissonance, my friend. So, anyways, the requ i think I think Requiem is must be a. I don't know if it's a Latin term. Maybe it's, it's an English word, maybe based off of Latin. It's, not, it's I think it's like the end. Requiem must mean like the end. So here's full authentic transparency. Your podcast host doesn't know everything, right? I'm kind of far out there on the distribution curve, right? As far as knowledge. But we, hey, I've said it before. Knowledge is not the most important thing here. It's the love, baby. And I love Noam Chomsky, right? Especially since he's dead. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. But he knows what I mean. Hell, he's finally seeing the light up there. He's finally figured it out. A little late now, Noam, as Jesus gives him a little elbow. You hear that? You hear that, Noam? Some dumbass dude in Arizona walking his dog, no, figured it out. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's pretty clever. So now we got the internet, right? And people love to, to bitch about the American dream. There's only 300 million of us, 330. And this is the thing I, I think a lot of. If you framework shit, like I, even my buddy Rob Bell had some dude about the soil. Spent a whole hour talking about how the soil is living and shit like that. And that's the dude's thing. Wish him well. But guess what, dude? A hundred years ago, when all this shit happened and you start talking about the soil being like ripped up, there's probably like less than a billion people on the planet. So now there's like eight billion people almost on the planet. So we better get fucking busy making some food, right? So whatever it takes, my friend, whatever it takes. So bitch about the insecticides, bitch about all the shit, the chemicals and shit. But, hey, that decision was made based on the best information available in 1975. So, hey, do we have better information now? Okay, let's change it. Let's not bitch about the past. Let's just move forward, right? Let's not bitch and say, oh, the guys are such assholes back in 75. What a bunch of dumbasses. Well, hey, again, once again, British excuse, come to the rescue. That decision was based on the best information available at the time. So easy, see? Sixty-minute podcast. Fuck it, it's over. I just did it for you. Thirty seconds. Okay. Now, um, yeah. So it's eight billion. Why is it? these numbers are significant? People, we don't think of these numbers, right? Just like uh, Noam Chomsky talking about Amer- James Madison. James Madison wrote this shit and da 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 in 1776. Well, let's put it in perspective. There was only thirteen colonies then. There were thirteen colonies, about three million people, and they had no idea that the fucking Louisiana purchase was gonna happen, nor the expansion into California of it later. So the dudes were writing shit about stuff that was limited to three million people and in thirteen colonies and they had no fucking clue as what was gonna happen. Right? But good old Gnome, because he's fucking in the nineteen hundreds, he forgets all that shit and just like looks back and go, Oh well fuck, you know, look at this. They were fucking plotting against us. You know, damn, you know, Steve Jobs was in California. It wasn't even a state back in uh, 1776. So what the fuck is this gnome? Why is he so fucking intellectually influential? Maybe because he just states his opinion and he pisses off half the people. And that's good influence. Just because you're influential doesn't mean people agree with you, I guess. So is the goal to be influential, even if you piss off half the people? I guess, I don't know. Why not? So, I am coming to a really cool, really cool concept, which is so globally minded and so, so, so wonderful. Even Rob Bell would go, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Raise a glass. Yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, um, what am I doing? I'm walking my dog. I'm doing a podcast. Could James Madison do that in 1776? Are you fucking nuts? Right? Could I be influenced by Noam Chomsky and get me all fired up and pissed off in the morning in 1776? Hell no. YouTube, baby, you, too. Apple computer, journaling, writing shit down. Now <laughs> now I just my mind's like, "Wait a minute, Michael." The most important thing you did this morning was read Hebrews chapter 5. You go, yeah, okay, Hebrews chapter 5. Not going to talk about it right now, I don't think, but yeah, so get some input from the Word. Regul Mesig. There was some good stuff in Hebrews 5, if I want to diverge. But you're listening to the podcast, so for the listener, I'll back off and go back to what's important to you, the hero of this podcast. So if you happen to be doing an internet business and you know that you have clients from around the world and you're connected to them through the internet and technology and cameras on your computer and your phone and all this technology that you have to step back and go, you're right. Where the hell did all this shit come from, right? And now we're connected and we're getting um, Space X-Man is going to put up the low Earth orbit or somebody will. Then we're going to have internet across the gro- globe. You marketers out there like, holy fuck. Instead of marketing to 300 million people in the US, I'm marketing to the 7 or 8 billion people on the planet. This is so fucking wonderful. Right? So... Let's add, we'll give, we'll give Gnome so I can agree with Gnome. Yes, requiem for the American dream. Yes, yes, we will requiem that. We will put it away because there's a new dream. There's a new dream, people. I'm talking out in the desert here
1: <laughs> with my dog. There's a new dream.
0: You know, it's a, what was Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream? He said, I have a dream. Well, his his dream wasn't, was probably thinking like, how can he tap into the American dream? American dream, right? But there's a new dream now. I am declaring to the world, we are now in the epoch. Let's let's use a big word. Epic. Epoch. E-P-O-C-H. The epoch of the internet dream. Yes, yes. As Rob Bell would say, raise a glass to the internet dream. And I'm going to talk to Eileen. And I'll, I will let you listen in because she's got a couple of dogs. Hello, Eileen. Good, good. Yeah. How are your dogs doing? Oh, they're doing fine. They're feisty. Look, look, buddies, look, he just got a bath yesterday. I wash him once a week. I don't know if that's too much or too little. He looks beautiful, so I'd say it's good. Can you wash him too much, you think? No? Not
2: not once a week. I mean, if you get it every day,
0: then <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to have a that other day. <laughs> don't, don't wash my dog every day. No. <laughs> But anyway, so have you been? you, you know, it's funny, Eileen, because I was thinking as we as I walked up here, I was like, I think Eileen, all Eileen has to do is say all she has to say to me is like, How's the job search going, Mike? <laughs> no, I'm
2: not gonna say that <laughs>
0: It'll make your day, right? <laughs> no, no, because I'm getting closer to it. Okay. I got an offer hopefully coming next week. Wonderful. And I Excellent. and I have another interview coming up in about an hour on the phone. I got to do a phone interview. Good, good, good. So, so you're making good progress. Yeah, you got to keep the the funnel open, right? The pipeline. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, so, so yeah. it's good. How about you? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're enjoying life and well, traveling. Are you traveling around?
2: Actually, I uh, had a bit of a mishap. I went to Russia
0: for two weeks. Wow, Russia, on really? Holiday. So, did, yeah. what did you do? Did you go like go to Moscow or down to that? Well, what was that? that city where they had the Olympics uh, uh,
2: that was um,
0: down south right yeah, 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 Scoti no, Skoshi,
2: there's, there's nothing there
0: did you um, go there did you no oh okay so there's nothing um, there really I had
2: done business in, in Russia for years you know
0: so okay I a
2: company over there when I was at that cola and um, so anyway so I was on a tour two weeks and get there it was a boat cruise Oh. Four days into it I picked up some kind of horrendous
0: Oh wow, so Russian flu. Let's the, call it, let's call it the Russian, Russian flu. flu. <laughs> so um, that was it. Then I, the doctor was coming and seeing me three times a
2: day because they, I had 103 fever. We couldn't get it down for over a week. I mean, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. And it, there was uh, no room service on the ship.
0: Okay, okay. So you it had to like you had to like drag yourself out.
2: So I only went out once a day. And uh, it was just, it was hideous, and it was hugely expensive
0: because I have to pay for two people when I go on the Oh, places. oh, dude, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, because every hard. cabin has two beds, so they exactly. want. To. Hey, dude. So, okay. so what was it? One river you were on? You no, know, there were a
2: bunch of rivers and lakes. You go down the Volga, and then you go on some lakes, and you go through some locks. It was really fun, you know. Yeah. It, was, it should I mean, have been just a marvelous what, trip. Did you
0: get any closer to health before it was over with? I came home. I was for about another month. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I never just, got, it wasn't like a one week thing and the last couple of days were fun or anything? No,
2: I was on five types of medication. Ah. Uh. And, and 25% of the ship was sick.
0: Oh, 20, so uh, because yeah. because
2: once it gets in the air. Oh, okay. So anyway, it was kind of a disaster. It was a very expensive disaster. Oh, I'm wow. done with ships. I'm not going on any more
0: cruises. Okay.
2: Because I, I'm very susceptible to that stuff anyway. Yeah. And then when I'm in those closed environments, because I got sick in China the year before,
0: but it was at the end of the trip. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but anyway, so
2: I haven't been traveling since then. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm starting to get my sea legs again, which is yeah, good. Yeah. It took me a couple months to get back because I couldn't breathe. In fact, I bruised my ribs coughing so
0: much. Oh, ouch.
2: And it was horrible. So,
0: anyway, but... Well, now, what do you think? Now you're outside. It's October. No, November now already, and it's nice weather. It's beautiful. Yeah.
2: So probably my next trip's going to be in April. And I'm just going to go see the downtown Abbey exhibit in Asheville. Go
0: get my sister in Charlotte. Five oh, okay. But I think I'm going to switch over to small group tours. I was looking at one in Italy. Yeah, yeah. And then I was also looking at
2: one that. Um... Come here. It's okay. So, anyway, how about you? How's
0: your wife doing? She's. Um... Every six months, you get a scan. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last scan was about a month ago, and it was good. So now we're like, you know, what you don't know, what you don't know is good, right? That's exactly right. Hey, so, That's enough. So there's no control over that, right? What what, what control do we have over much of anything, right? I mean, we don't even control if we're going to wake up today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to your job
2: search is going
0: yeah. well. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll try to do that. but I actually weightlifting has been a big change for me. I love weightlifting. Really? Yeah. You do it at home, or you go to? A I gym? go to a gym. Twenty five bucks a month. Go to LA Fitness. So I need that now. I'm addicted to it. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm gonna get him home okay, so I can do my yeah, phone I'm interview. I got a phone interview. Back. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. So there you go, folks. Um right there, the unveiling of the internet dream. Maybe somebody's already done it already. You know, that's, you know, I don't know. Has that that been uh, declared? We are no longer in the American dream and we are now in the age, the epoch of the internet dream. I hope My entrepreneur listeners will get a kick out of that because that's kind of like, especially the ones, you know, there's a lot of people basing businesses on the internet and really like this one business that I'm a big fan of, of course, is self-publishing and writing books because people can get messages out. And with the internet business model, the skilled people that used to be tied down to a publisher, like some publisher, right? there's so many writers in various stages of developing their book or their message and so forth. So the, the big publishers don't have time to nurture those people, but there's a niche there for people to, to nurture writers who are, you know, doubting whether they're really are capable of writing and so forth. And they take, the mystery out of it, on the internet, because they can reach people. So we're like a rare breed, but we're spread out all over the world. So never before have you been able to serve those people without the internet. So it's fantastic, right? So that, that that's some, that's a so what for you, listener. You can pat yourself on the back for listening to this podcast, right? The internet dream. Go live your internet dream <laughs> and, and and don't 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 spin that to some political thing though either and say like
1: oh yeah so the internet commerce we're global so really the governments uh, the governments aren't that important anymore because we're so global you know
0: but uh, not everybody's on the internet yet so we're still going to probably have, unfortunately, wars and people that just don't get it because the human condition is one of greed and covetousness, which is my biggest criticism of Gnome the chump Chomsky because he doesn't have the vision that free democracy doesn't need free to vote and take successful people's success away from them. It means free to go find your own success, you know? And it's a struggle. It might be a lifelong struggle. And you may not achieve any, you know, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Howard Schultz level of success. But do we need to define success that way? Can we define success as loving people and not bitching about other people and what they're doing? You know? And I'm not perfect at this. I mean, shit. Bud, where are you going? You want to go this way? It's like, I'm not perfect at this, right? And uh, I read minds. You know, that's the biggest danger for me is don't try to read people's minds, man. Don't, I mean, I... I pay attention to body language, but uh, I probably have a good sense for people that are feeling down emotionally, right? And so I don't like it. Who, you know, we don't like buzzkill. I love that expression, the buzzkill. So that person is such a buzzkill. (laughs) And uh, the buzzkill podcast. We're here to kill your buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm just full of podcasting ideas. It's the
1: Buzzkill podcast.
0: Buzzkill. So I can't read people's minds and we can't change people's minds. Oh, my gosh. It's the spirit. It's the spirit of God, folks. This is where it really comes in. And uh, we need coaching. So what else has happened today? It looks like it's past nine o'clock. So I didn't get a call from the UK. I think they're up in Leeds. Backwater Leeds, as Chumba Wumba says. And um, so looks like I'm good to go. can go home, relax, get another cup of Starbucks coffee, mocha flavored. Sit down at my messy desk and take a call from Ian. Maybe, I don't know, Ian, um, Gavin, some of these good British names, Malcolm, (laughs) Nigel, (laughs) who am I speaking with, please? Oh, Nigel,
1: Nigel, I'm sorry, Nigel's engaged at the moment,
0: (laughs) don't know if I talked about that one, I used to hear that that response when I called somebody,
1: I'm sorry, Mr.,
0: Mr. Nash is engaged at the moment. <laughs> and my, my first thought was like, I don't care if he's engaged. Get him on the phone. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know about his personal life. You know, but it's just an English expression for meaning they're busy or something, or they're not available to you take your call at this moment. You no, know, the British would say,
1: oh, "I'm sorry, I'm engaged at the moment."
0: So. Maybe that's a good word. Let's roll with it. We don't, I don't have to like rip on every English expression and deride it and with Mr. Negativity. No, I can enjoy them. Be engaged. It's actually quite a good word. That means they're paying attention to someone else, which isn't that what we want to do? Don't you want to get engaged in your conversation? Get engaged with your kids? Get engaged with your conversations? Yes. Yes, so go for it, people. Get engaged. So internet dream. And that's kind of what we have. So, but yeah, let's not, like I said, don't extend it to the political. Um, We still need this great system to create the internet dream. We're exporting, uh, exporting growth mindset to the world. This this American dream, what started out simply as the American dream, which brought us all this technology for the internet, has now exported the wealth and abundance to the rest of the world. So we have to make Trump president for the next 40 years, just because, you know, he's so good for everybody, right? Well, that's one way to look at it. I attribute it to that. Why not? (laughs) Of course, this could be February 13th, 1945, and li- little do I knew that the Allied bombers are coming in to blow the shit out of my existence right here, because I just don't know that. just don't know what the future is. Just like if we spoke to Eileen. Eileen's walking her dogs, went on a trip to... Russia. You heard, hopefully you heard that. She got sick, unpleasant to go on a trip. And we're so anchored on money. You know, she's commenting on how expensive it was, which is sad, right? But if it was $5,000, is that a lot? If it was 10, if it was 15, well, when does it become painful? I don't know. It depends on the situation. But Eileen's a good person. She's good. She's a consoling dog walker out here on the journey of life. And my journey has a dog in it right now. I like having Bud. Bud helps me process my many thoughts. Right? And going with my unicorn friends comment yeah people should pay to listen to what's going on in your head <laughs> and you're in on it free you guys are grandfathered into free podcasts you're grandfathered in yeah yeah so I think there's a lot more giving it away free stuff, so you can you can work more closely with me, right? I'm sure you're all motivated to now work more closely with me, just because you you have to learn how to be more sarcastic and cynical, morning, because that that's a skill that you can use sometimes, um, maybe skill, I might be a, an example of overusing it, and uh, you can chuckle at that. But I'm just, I'm looking for the cheap laughs, people. It's a cheap laugh. I guess that's what I have to do is convert my humor message into the value plan, which I'm, a cl- it's there, it's there. go, got to own it, man. I got to own this thing. It's weird enough to be unique. Um, but it's also easily copied in a way. But I'm not sure it will be, you know. And, uh, and, I don't know. And it's like who can deliver the most clarified message? Um, And probably at some point, I just got to get it out there because as I own it, it gets more clarified as we go. So that's probably why people say, just get on stage eight weeks, join the program, get your clarified message. Okay, fortunately, uh, unless I'm told otherwise by the listener, we just carry on. And we're back home in the shade where it's nice and cool. And we're going to undo Bud here. So spread some love today, Buds, people. Spread a little love. Keep that abundance mentality going, which abundance mentality is the micro harmony, which I even failed at yesterday. I try to have a little micro micro harmony, but, uh, it's still an evolving skill, the micro harmony, mark, micro harmonious. I like it. So, and now we've got the internet dream. You're living the internet dream, folks. Whoever's listening, the millions of people listening to this podcast, you're listen. you are living the internet dream. Because you could be in Botswana. Isn't that a great country to say Botswana? Namibia, Darmstadt. You could be anywhere listening to this. You could be learning German right now. And uh, learning German and getting frustrated with all the rules and regulations. Well, on my podcast, I kind of let go of all the rules and regs. So this is a safe space for you. People who are rebellious and don't like rules and regulations either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Buddies, owners, Arizona Schnoodle Walk listeners. Raise a glass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grace and peace from the back, I would say back house, but it's more the backyard. The backstone. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is where all the the amazing wisdom gets dispensed. And uh, I hope you appreciate all my preparation for this podcast. Which really, I mean, if I frame it, it's 50 years of prep for this podcast. You know? So don't don't knock me for not, you know, if you don't think I'm preparing the podcast. It's actually... 50 years of prep, folks, so show me some mercy and I shall receive grace and peace as you go forward. Amen.